When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. I'm Lizzie, and this is a show where you choose my fate. In every single episode, you listen, then you go to my Instagram stories and cast your vote. That happens on Thursdays. I get the results when I wake up on Friday and I take immediate action. I'm like your dream politician. I'm I'm really out there doing the things that you, the listeners, the crowdsourcers, the sorcerers voted for me to do. This episode is going to be a little bit different. You may have noticed from the title, we've got multiple choices this week, not just the normal two options. Um, We've got three, and that just makes it highly spiritual. Um, There's good reason for the three options, and it's built into the episode, so we'll get to that in a minute. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that I have made the executive decision um, after this was suggested to me by a producer to go bi-monthly with the show, and that means every other Thursday. If you've been listening, you know that every week I am just kind of on this hamster wheel. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm working on the show, booking guests, recording, editing, and then I get the results on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm letting these things play out, so I haven't had any breathing room. Um, There are a lot of loose ends I need to tie up. I've been toying around with the format. I tried taking out the experts. It just didn't feel right. They felt like a crucial ingredient in the baked Alaska of the show. And by the way, I still haven't had time to make the baked Alaska. So we go every other week. I'm going to have time to see how these things play out. And maybe I'll be out living a life and new things will crop up. So I, I really hope you'll keep listening. It's just as is, you know, I want to keep doing the show and right now it's just not sustainable. So I'm picturing like, do do you want a silver dollar pancake or do you want a giant, at the end, do you want a giant stack? Um, I'm like, who knows when that will be. When I'm 97 years old and I'm asking you, do I have sciatica or osteoporosis? I'm going to need to book those doctors. I'm going to need a couple days to get them on the horn. I'm really hoping that you will continue to listen despite this this scheduling change. And this is also going to give me more time to work on the Patreon, where I will be giving weekly updates. If you want to join the Patreon, it's on my website, lizziecooperman.com, and also in my Instagram bio. So let's get into the past. Last week, you had a choice between first one and plus one. For first one, prior to the episode, I applied for a bunch of jobs in the Craigslist gigs section. Um, I applied to be a Halloween performer on someone's front lawn in Burbank. I volunteered to get my hair cut into a pixie cut for a fledgling beautician. And I also volunteered to participate in a medical study in a blood pressure test. And yeah, I said the first one that says they want me, I'll take the job. And that's first one. The other option was plus one. I officiated a wedding in Joshua Tree over the weekend. It was gorgeous. I said for plus one, I would come back either with a romantic interest or a desk chair. Why a desk chair? In a previous episode called Uber Rides Bear Insides, you voted for me to become a minimalist and I got rid of all my chairs except one chair, my desk chair, and then my desk chair broke. You voted. First one. And I regret to inform you, no one got back to me. Not Drew from the Halloween party, not the medical study center, not even the fledgling hairdresser. They found someone with a heart-shaped face, more appropriate for the pixie cut. So I am coming to you live 
from a chair that feels like I'm sitting on the middle of a seesaw. I went back. I applied for a few more gigs. I'm still waiting to hear back. Hopefully that'll be kind of one of the benefits of the extra week. Waiting a week is someone is going to get back to me. This brings us, I would say, landing face first in the present. Friends, sorcerers, once in a blue moon, once in a blood moon, you receive a summons to come and perform your civic duty. And... I got mine. I got a summons for jury duty. And I'm supposed to go in and introduce myself to the court on October 31st. And my friend Roz said, well, you have to go in costume. So we're talking. She was like, you should go as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. For those of you who are unfamiliar with my work on Cameo, I do Ruth Bader Ginsburg impressions. I also do tarot readings as Ruth. I already have the robe. Roz said she could lend me a wig, and I I feel like I could really hit it out of the park as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That said, I don't really know how a judge would feel about me entering the courtroom impersonating a Supreme Court justice, and that's why we have other options. The other option is... Vader. Do I arrive at the Los Angeles courthouse dressed as Darth Vader, my helmet firm on my head, my cape blowing in the courtroom wind? I looked it up on Amazon. It would be like $55 for the costume. Maybe someone I know has a Darth Vader costume. Um, If you vote Vader, you're responsible for my wardrobe. I am really thinking about the logistics of going into jury duty and spending the day in a helmet. And also, if I did that, would I do the heavy breathing impersonation and just be like, let the person beside me just thinking I'm like a raging pervert? Now, the third option, because you don't get called into jury duty all the time. Sometimes you call and they're just like, you're off the hook. And I feel like I would be cheating all of us if I now did the show every other week and there was a week where I just did absolutely nothing. So you have a choice if you don't want me to miss out on this week. And that choice is Braider. That is the safety choice. That is you're investing in Apple with Braider. The other two are like GameStop and a racehorse with a sprained ankle. So Brader is like, I definitely want Lizzie to do something. If you vote Brader, I am going to watch a YouTube tutorial of how to do five different braids. I'm going to learn how to do them. I'm going to do them on my friends and take pictures. I'm going to get documentation. And the reason I even thought of this is I was at a wedding over the weekend and I thought, I don't even know how to do my hair. Luckily, there was someone there doing it. I'll talk about this more on the episode, but... I just feel the need to learn some basic skills that will help me thrive in this wild world. And perhaps I can be of service, braid your hair in an emergency situation where you need to play Daenerys Targaryen. So how are you feeling about it? I am deeply curious and I wanted to speak to an attorney and just find out, is it even okay for me to do this in court? And what are the repercussions? Because I obviously don't want to be embroiled you know, in a legal battle, within a legal battle, like I go there to help someone who slipped on a sidewalk and I end up, you know, getting charged with perjury for impersonating a former Supreme Court justice. Well, believe it or not, I had the opportunity to speak with a brilliant attorney named Mark. As long as it's in the, you know, in the hypothetical, we're fine. It's just how do I personally get out of jury duty? That's not something I'm advising on. Sure. Okay. Um, do you think though that if people do yeah, some if someone pulls like a stunt in the courtroom, are they almost more likely to pick that person because they're kind of smart enough to push against it? Do you think? Yeah, so usually the simplest solution is the the best one. People go with I'm too busy at work, I can't get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an artist, I do piece work, I'm sh- I do shift work, I'm low income or my income is unstable. So if I do this, it's going to be an, uh, an undue burden is the expression we would okay. use, right? So the last jury I impaneled was this past summer, and it was uh, drug possession, cocaine, for the purpose of trafficking. And we had someone saying, you know, I might have work, uh, you know, like I might do a commercial and pay me a couple grand kind of thing. Uh-huh. But if that doesn't come through, I could really use the money you're going to pay me for sitting on this jury, even though it's a pin. 
And in the end, what the judge did was they said, okay, you don't have to serve now, but we may call you back in six months. We'll put you at the back of the line. Wow. Okay. Um, another one, you know, in Toronto, it's a big city. You see this all over the world. Half the population was born in another country. So you get a lot of people whose English isn't so good all of a sudden. Um, that's a very popular one. <laughs> right. Like, well, how long have you been living in Canada? Well, 40 years. And where do you work? And what language do they speak at your work? You know, oftentimes it's, I work at a bakery and everyone speaks Portuguese or Korean or whatever. And the language of work is the, my, my native language. Oh. Um, but that's a very classic one you see, especially with older people. Mm-hmm. Um, physical disability, hearing is a big one. My hearing's not great. I'm not going to be able to catch everything. Now, let me ask you, because I have jury duty on Halloween, and my question is, if I went in costume, do you think that would affect my chances at selection? Um, It wouldn't help. You're dealing with jury duty in the United States, so you've got, well, you've got a defense lawyer that might say, okay, you're not going to take this seriously. What if I went as Ruth Bader Ginsburg? As your costume? Yeah. Um... So again, the, the prosecutor is not going to want you on the case at that point because they're going to not want, they don't want people who are going to take the lead, okay. right? If you're the prosecutor, well, say you're the prosecutor and you see someone dressed as Ruthie at Brennan Ginsburg, on a drug case, I'm not going to want that person. On a sexual assault case, I probably will. Right. right. I'm going to think that a person in the Ruth Bader Ginsburg costume is going to be a woman most of the time. They're probably going to have followed the Me Too movement and the issues surrounding that, and I'd want them there, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever the prosecutor wants, the defense doesn't want, right? You only need to get one of them to object. So just being outside the mold is usually enough. What would you consider a Darth Vader costume to be? Do you think that's new? would be a neutral choice? So, I mean, Darth Vader represents... You know, some people think that the Empire did nothing wrong, but leaving that aside, he represents authority and power and, uh, you know, uh, authoritarianism, right? Right. Decision-making that is, uh, you know, unitary and capricious. Um, So, you know, as a prosecutor, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that. Anyone wearing a mask that's covering their face is going to be of concern. The court's not going to like you coming in with a mask. Because also then... I can't hear very well. That kind of takes that box. Certainly. So say I went as Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Darth Vader, because that's what the listeners are voting between. Okay. Is it illegal to take on their likeness? Like, say they ask me a question and I give my answers, but in Ruth Bader Ginsburg's voice. So... Whether or not it's a violation of American law would be legal case that I can't give, but I would suspect that they are public figures in the public. Like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not intellectual property, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a, a public figure exists in the public domain. It, impersonating her would not be a crime anywhere outside of a courtroom. If you're testifying and answering in her voice, uh, whether or not that's some sort of mischief or not, I would have to research. I'd be very surprised if there's any uh, any legal repercussions for that. Okay. Um, if you show up as Darth Vader, I mean, you live in, you know, the, the house that Mouse created, right? Disney's a very powerful company out there. The house that um, Mouse created. I've never heard anyone say that before. Yeah, the house of Mouse is an expression okay. I've heard for the ever-expanding tentacles of the Disney Corporation. Um but yeah, that, you know, California was nothing until the movie industry came out there. It was a bunch of orchards. And then they realized that they could avoid paying uh, licensing fees to Thomas Edison, and then it never rained. So why not get out of the, you know, New England, stop paying all those crazy taxes or fees, rather, and, uh, and enjoy the fact that you can shoot every day. So I would think that you'd have less liability being Ruth Bader Ginsburg than Darth Vader, because... In theory, if you're doing something for profit, representing yourself as Darth Vader, they may have some sort of claim to that, right? So if you were doing like a birthday party event and you're appearing as Disney intellectual property, they might say you owe them some percentage or something. Now, you're not going to make any money directly from attending jury duty, so I don't see what the claim would be on their part. But yeah, I would say Ruth Bader Ginsburg would be my vote. Which one was left legal liability? I'd go with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mark, you've been an incredible expert. I, I really cannot thank you enough.
Next, I wanted to talk to someone about the braider option, and I found an amazing expert in Whitney. Can you tell me, uh, what's your experience with braiding? Okay, this is really funny, but my experience with braiding is like I have hair, and so I braid hair. But what kind of turned the corner for me is I've always been doing, I've been doing makeup for the last six years. I became a makeup artist. And recently, I chopped, like, all of my hair off, like, to my chin. And I thought, okay, how can I incorporate hair into makeup and start learning some new styles for my super short hair that are cute? Because long hair is really trendy and cute to do stuff with. But I was like, where is the short hair stuff? How can I make short hair cute? So that's, that's really where I started. And it was, honestly, it was the August. I started doing that. That can you still so you can still braid it? Yes. Well, I do a fake braid. Okay. I I not only taught myself how to do this, I like to cheat the system if I can. And I basically do faux braids <gasps> because I cannot I'm 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 your expert on braiding that can't braid. So that's incredible. <laughs> now do you think this is something say I did a YouTube video that was like five braids? Like top five braids. Do you think that's something I could master in a week or two? Um, a hundred percent. You could be like the best hair oh. braider, like with your first video. Oh my god! Wait, and can you do it on yourself, or do you have to like get a get a rib removed too? You could, you could, you could do that. You could. I do them all on on myself, so you can do it on yourself. My dad actually has hair to his waist. I practice on him. Um, <gasps> you can get like you could get like a wig to practice on or a mannequin, um, but I do it all on myself. So you definitely could do that. Um, Wait, that's amazing yeah. that you practice on your dad. He is like this is like <gasps> where I get my hair goals from. Is he's just got these luscious long locks? Oh my god! And he just looks like hot at weddings. I bet. <laughs> he so he we're actually Japanese. So he, I do samurai buns on him all the time. So it's just like, yeah, his hair is like herbal essence style. That is so cool. If you do it on yourself, what's the mirror that, like, what's the Tesla backup camera of mirrors for French braids? Do you look in the mirror? Do you just kind of feel it out? I feel it out. But what I'm doing is I'll record myself right off the bat doesn't even matter if I know how to do the braid. So I turn around, I have my phone facing the back of my head and I just start going. (gasps) And then what I do is I'll pause it, turn around and then kind of look through the video that I just recorded because now I can see my, the back of my head perfectly and I can just kind of like scan through that recording and then go back, turn it back around and keep going. So I can kind of see like, the full back of my head instead of having to position a million mirrors all around right. me. So I, get the I just use my phone. Yeah. Is it good for your arms? Oh yes. Okay. You will like forget going to the gym ever again. You don't need to. You'll never have to. Your arms will be buff. Oh my god! I just have like it's the strongest fishtail arms in the world. Yes. Okay. You are not. Not only are you going to be rocking some new French braids, but your arms are going to be ripped. That's incredible. <laughs> Brittany, thank you so much. You've been like actually an exceptional expert. And I'm, I'm, I feel like people are going to be excited about me getting into this. Yes. Do it. And if anybody wants to check out some of my short hair, hair tutorials, I'm on Instagram at beauty lane. And I'm also on Facebook at beauty lane. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to go there. I'm going to pick up tips from you for sure. Do oh, it. Wait. And I want to see, I want to see your, your pictures of your French braids and your faux braids and all of the things. I can't wait. I have jury duty next week. Maybe I'll wear one to jury duty and they'll be like, her Stop beauty is blinding right me. <laughs> Stop it right now. I got called into jury duty earlier <gasps> this year and it was like terrifying <gasps> to me. Did you get selected? Um, no, but I really, really wished I did. I was like, this is a case I want to sit on. Why do you think they didn't select you? Probably because I was too hot. <laughs> exactly. Like, that girl, 
that girl and her hair, that is not an average. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah, they're the, like distraction out of a out of a oh court. Oh my god. Whitney, thank you so much. And now for my guests. I am thrilled about my guests today. I have Mike O'Brien and Jesse Morner Ritt. Mike has been on Saturday Night Live. I think you should leave. And he's the creator of the hilarious show, AP Bio, and an amazing poet, which I actually learned on <laughs> Jesse's show. That's right. Um, I thought that was good, that intro. You felt okay, good. Okay, good. I really was like, I've got to come at it Before with Before we new came energy. on the air, yeah. Lizzie My voice was cracks. disparaging her intros. I always feel like I'm sweating on the inside. When I do it, I'm like, Have you have seen that? Like, I don't know what. I feel like a gumdrop, like a sweaty gumdrop. Okay. I thought you were saying your poem was good. It was good. Uh, it was after a good Lizzie poem. was like, he's a poet. He's a poet. You're like, no, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good work. Oh, my God. Okay, I have Jessie Mortner Ritt, hilarious comedian. She was part of the special Without Brett Davis, who was actually a guest last week, and created a live show that's so funny. You have to go see it. It's called Joy's Bed and Breakfast. Thanks, Lizzie. I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anything where you have to be like a little formal is so hard. It's and in yourself, like wedding toasts, people are like, well, you're a comedian. You'll, you'll, isn't that like, I'm like, no, it's a nightmare. I'll, I'll dread it for a month. And be, like, stammering because you're, like, you have to be, like, genuine. Be, like, I really love my brother. And you're, like, that's way harder than going up and being, like. (laughs) Mike, that is so crazy. I just officiated a wedding on Thursday. And I had that happen where I was, like, it is not about you. I I actually was writing because you have to write the speech or the invocation up top. And I had to say to myself, be present. Like, this is for everyone there. Do the job. It's okay if you disappear into the background. Like, you're not—and not to say, like, you have to be the focus, but it is, like, you have to shift gears and become a little more utilitarian. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. How'd it go? I destroyed. <laughs> I did make it about me. <laughs> it was great. I actually didn't know I would get choked up when I saw the bride— and I was like, welcome. Like, I felt like a, a bubble. And then I go, Lizzie, leave this room of your mind and walk into the surgical room. Walk into the cold, padded cell part of your mind and just yeah. say what you need to say. Go into the surgery room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to. Right, right. Wait, were you talking while the bride was walking down the aisle? That's a good question. The way you're making it wow. sound is though you saw the bride and you're like, I got choked up, which sucks because I had to be the one being like, and she's walking and she's she's making her way she's down. She's getting closer. You got to say all that stuff. You got to say all this stuff. In hindsight, the talking and the walking do coincide. However, I feel like maybe that wasn't the case. No, I think I waited. I think it was I got choked up seeing her and then when they were standing right. in front of me. I did my squirty flower, then I started talking. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the first episode ever with three options. Wow. It's like a out of Greek mythology. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Bader, Vader, and Brader. Mm -hmm. So I, two weeks ago, only two weeks ago, I came home, I saw the summons. In my mailbox. Have you had it, by the way? Have you guys had jury duty? I just delayed mine. I'm going in January. My friend was just, uh, my friend Shelly just did it, and it's very her that she ended up the foreman. She was like, guys, we need to focus. We need to vote. (gasps) (laughs) Is that what, so that's what you're called is kind of like the shepherd of the jury? Yeah. Yeah. And and you you hand the thing in or whatever. But um, Oh, right. You bring the envelope at the end. Right. Right. So uh, it's going around right now. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to in January. I've never gotten oh my, my summons. I've been, they've never reached out to me. I, like, don't know anything about it, and I'm convinced it's because I do my taxes wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just like, why does everyone get it? My boyfriend's gotten it, like, numerous times. Like, feels like they're—I would love you to do, get it. You do your I own think. taxes? 
with the TurboTax. Oh, my God. You're like, but the one with three X's. (laughs) They never go through. (laughs) (laughs) You don't exist maybe to the government because of something you're putting. (laughs) I think I just had to fill out, like, I just started working at this vegan butcher shop in Highland Park in case anyone's interested. But I had to fill out my, like, tax form at the butcher shop. and. The boss came back, and he's like, I don't know where you got your number for, like, the withholdings. And he's like, but you have to redo this. And I did it in a haze, and I looked at the number, and the number is like, uh, withhold $123.07 from every paycheck. And he's like, that's a big chunk of the paycheck, too. And I'm like, I don't know where I got that. Oh, my God. He's like, that's three till Berkey's (laughs) worth of (laughs) So, yeah, never got my summons. Oh, my God. Okay. I'd love to. Wow. So I was actually selected a long time ago, or maybe like, oh, no, it was 2013 for the Pinkberry trial. (gasps) What was that? And this was, so the owner of Pinkberry, do you know about this or? No, I just can't believe that. Seems like a huge case. It was actually, <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy what happened. So the owner of Pinkberry like drove up to a, like off a highway ramp. And I guess there was an unhoused gentleman standing in the corner who took off his sweatshirt and had an offensive tattoo that for some reason prompted the owner of Pinkberry to get out of his car, start a fight with this guy. And beat him with a tire iron. (laughs) (laughs) This is referred to not as as the Pinkberry case. (laughs) Oh, my God. That one time I was in an Uber when I first came to L.A. and the owner passed. We passed a Pinkberry and the driver, I almost said the owner, but the driver of the Uber car looked at me and went, have you been there? I love that mom and pop shop. So, so I guess funny. the word of the Pinkberry child. Uh, support him. I don't like. I it's very tart to me. I don't know if I've had. I went. Okay. What happened with? Did you send that guy to the chair? So or what? basically, I had to answer all these questions. Did we send him to the chair? We had to answer all these questions, and I remember some of them like feeling like trick questions. And yeah. I remember them asking like, "Would would it change your feeling about someone if you knew their personal history and their background?" And I said. Yes. Yeah, who's who's going to say no to that? <laughs> right. That's crazy. And okay. and but they also apparently do say if you give crazy answers cuz you want to get sent home, that's illegal. Right? Yes. That's a big thing. Okay, so that's that's part of what I'm a little bit worried about with this Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> that it oh. might be illegal literally. Well, maybe because <laughs> they'll be like If I Answer as Ruth. <laughs> Spot on impression. Wish yeah. he was here. I, <laughs> I honestly, so the crazy thing is I do Ruth Bader Ginsburg impressions on Cameo. And I do tarot as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So that's like people have like requested that. I'm like, so don't knock the impression too So <laughs> We're just getting started this is with my the guest livelihood. I derail your business while we're here. We oh derail Pinkberry and your cameo business. So I was, oh my God. So I was like, okay, so if I go dressed as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I go to the courtroom. I mean, the if, I feel like, because I was thinking about this earlier today, the legality of it. Mm. Is it Halloween on yes. the day of? Then it seems like you could claim you're coming from a party. Right. Of early morning Halloween party. And I'm wasted. <laughs> and that <What>? you're wasted. <laughs> um, but no, that it's not that you dr- wore a crazy costume so you'd get sent home, you know? Right. It is how you're like, yeah, yeah I walked my kid to school. It, this might lead to a web of lies, as it's known. <laughs> <laughs> and your kid was dressed as Clarence Thomas or whatever, and so you're Ruth Bader, and now then you was- ran. Ran off to um, jury duty. I don't know. I, I want to make sure you don't get arrested is all. Right. Okay. Okay. See, here's the thing with Darth Vader that I'm worried about. Is Darth Vader wears that kind of metal calculator on his chest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know. The thing is, I did a little Darth Vader research before this. Yeah. Before I came to see you guys. His costume is pretty, is a little more elaborate than meets the eye. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if they would let you in with a full mask, like when they couldn't see your eyes, because that's Darth Vader. He's wearing a big head covering. Right. Right. So do I do. You... I wonder if they would be like worried if you were sleeping in there during the trial. What or... if I say it's for medical purposes? <laughs> the other route to go is you could be. Um, 
helmetless Darth Vader, you know, like okay. paint, right. wear a skull, skin cap, whatever, and paint your whole head gray, I think. Okay. He looks kind of like Billy Joel. He's got like the harmonica. Yes, it looks thing. like he's biting down on a on a harmonica. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> or you could look like the Adam Driver one. Wait. Wasn't he Darth Vader recently? Oh. I think he's like Darth Vader's younger brother or something. Please don't you. add us. We don't yeah, care. People, people are going to listen <laughs> oh, to this and be like, this girl's an idiot. Wait, that is. <laughs> hasn't seen. But you could be the Adam Driver one and just wear kind of a brunette wig. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I feel if I go Darth Vader, I want to go full Darth Vader. Yeah. I want to go into the yeah. courtroom. <laughs> Doesn't he have a breathing problem as well? He does. He has a problem. <laughs> I, don't know if he, I don't know if he would call it that. He has COPD. He has COPD, yeah. He got diagnosed. I worry with the, the Darth Vader movie. one that— Wait, Why does he breathe like that? Do you know? I think he got burned up. Oh, okay. That's his whole— yeah. I think when you give up your son, like, you just can't breathe good. <laughs> and he still plays the harmonica? I'm so unfamiliar with what happens in Star Wars. Someone told me that their couple costume, sorry, this is off topic, but it's kind of on topic, but someone told me their couple costume was the Jabberwockies. And I went, oh, Star Wars is like, already came out. <laughs> the Jabberwockies are a that dance group, it, not oh from my Star God. Wars. But I was like convinced they were like the Star Wars like extra characters. They sound like oh, it. What are they actually right? from? Jabberwockies. I think oh, they're from, from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> No, the Jabberwockies, I'm pretty sure, are a hip-hop dance group. Okay. Oh. Right? Let me please just—I <laughs> I actually do know this. Okay. So the Jabberwocky is the villain in Alice in Wonderland. Twas brillig and the slithy toves, jajiring gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the borogoves, and the momraths outgrabe. Beware the Jabberwock, my son, with wow. claws that bite with—or with jaws that bite with claws that catch. Beware the— <laughs> Do you like Jump Jump Bird and Shun, the froomiest Bandersnatch? <laughs> I know the whole thing. I love Alice in Wonderland. And that is that character is like a slimy <laughs> giant bird that like lives behind a mirror. I don't that even was think not Lewis Carroll remembers that. No. <laughs> and I, I've read it years ago and I don't remember it being like in verse. That was that just like a section where they have like a little song? I think it's in the play. I think it's either in the book <laughs> or the play. Okay. There's oh, something in Star laptops. Wars that's like one letter off that, I think. Yeah. Right, the Wookiee, or no, is that Spaceballs that has like Wookiees <laughs> or something like that? It's both, but there's one that starts with a J. I like, yes, oh, yeah. that's that's what I was thinking. Wait a minute, who was who was supposed to be the Darth Vader person? Oh, Rick Moranis. Oh, wait, in he, in Spaceballs, Balls? he was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you mean that he also almost got the real part? <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. You can YouTube, look on YouTube, find his audition tape. Instead of James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yes, James Earl Jones. Right. And then I don't know who the guy is when you, they take the helmet off, which, yeah, I think you'll need to do that makeup and then have a helmet yeah. and have a breathing thing. So let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. So do you know a lot about Star Wars? No. I mean, I've okay. seen all, all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's Darth Vader. He mm -hmm. takes off the hell. The hell? <laughs> he's Darth it's Vader. hell if you're in there for too long. And that's what the actors always said on set. <laughs> that's what Moran is. the hell. <laughs> so he's Darth Vader. He mm -hmm. takes off the helmet. He's Anakin. I read also known as Ani, which I'm like, uh -huh. Ani DeFranco. <laughs> right, right. Okay, takes off the helmet. He's Anakin. And as Anakin, he's no longer James Earl Jones? Right. Oh, my God. That reminds me of, did you ever see Windy City Heat? Yes, a long time prank? ago. Someone, that show has come up for the past two months for me in conversation almost every time I'm out. I really need to <laughs> see That's crazy because I just went back and watched it because it's been on my mind. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's really in the zeitgeist right it's now. It's a cruel, elaborate prank that these comedians played on this guy for years. But part of it is when the, they convince him that he's the star of a movie and he's this crazy guy named Perry <laughs> who's just like – he has, like, long hair and wears, like, a taxi driver hat, and he's just an awful person, but it's still really mean what they do to him. Right. And they tell him he's going to have a sex scene with this super hot woman. And when she comes in, like, to do the scene, they're like, okay, let's get this stunt double. 
And they replace him. That's, and that's is what that the meanest prank in the <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what James Earl Jones must have felt like. I finally get to take off <laughs> the helmet. That's what the, I think. I don't think he. Uh, it's Jonathan Winters. Or <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's like that. I think oh. James Earl Jones is like because his voice sounds good as a thing that would be through a machine. And so he's just knocking out some <laughs> VOs after each one, you know, and um, right. And <laughs> I think he's bigger than the part of the helmet off scene. Oh. But it's I don't know. So he's not physically in the Darth Vader wardrobe. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing no. I bet this wow. podcast for like Star Wars heads is the most infuriating <laughs> thing to listen to. <laughs> I think we are going to get death threats. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, I did an episode of this podcast about the Mandela effect, where I was talking about how no one knows what the word poignant means. You actually talked to me about that outside of the podcast. Okay. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I got it so wrong. It's no one knows what it means. I got all these sound bites of people saying, like, it means very pointed or like an astute observation. Uh huh. And it's not. It doesn't mean that. It means, am I, am I, um, giving you, as we, as you'd say in Kabbalah, bread of shame by explaining this to you? I really want you to feel like you <laughs> earned this poignant thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have bread of shame right now. I, <laughs> What would I say? I think I would say similar to those or um, like elevated in some mm. way, um, but I don't want to slow it down. Sure. So what's the – It's kind of like sad and moving, like mm-hmm. moving in a way that's like, oh, like almost painful. Yeah. Is poignant. Yeah, I didn't know poignant had the kind of the heaviness attached to it. Yeah. Which is what surprised me. So actually there's a Mandela effect in um, – Star Wars of what Darth Vader says to and and I don't want to spoil this for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but his most famous line, people have it wrong in their heads. Yes. They say it's Luke, I am your father. Uh-huh. And it's Luke, I am not the father. <laughs> I'm sure that sketch has been done. <laughs> it's Luke, get a paternity test. I'm not admitting if anything. It, if that sketch hasn't been done, right, right. we should just crank it out on our phones after that. Like, that needs to have been done in, like, 1994. <laughs> we do it now. We had the best idea. And it was born out of this podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, what does he say? I think it's – so then I read it, no, I am your father. I heard a thing. All of our facts are probably wrong on this, but (laughs) but just to keep talking Star Wars and how it was made, um, I heard no one knew that line was about to happen in the crew or whatever, and they all just were fainting. They're like, he's Luke's dad, like – Wait, they didn't know that that was the plot point? Oh, because right. you can't reveal. That was hidden somehow, and they even had a fake line. We should find out this thing, that I think they had a fake line, and then for take oh. 10, he's like, say you're his dad. <laughs> Probably not true. As but in a my new mind. plot point that was there before. As a secret. Or as a secret. Wow. Yeah, that he knew he was going to do, but that he had, so he said nine times. <laughs> not be true. You know, he's really like, funny. you're, you're uh, you know. Your dad is a guy I know named Jeff. <laughs> and then the 10th one, he's like, no, I am your father or whatever. And everyone was like, what? That's where the no came from. Right. All the previous Not Jeff. Things. Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> no, not what I was saying. <laughs> no, I am not your math teacher. I mean, oh my God. we might need a side podcast that's just yeah. explaining Star Wars, but we don't learn anything else about it. It's just us kind of yeah. like, I think I, mean, I heard. <laughs> what I thought you were saying is because I know on some shows, the creator will be like, after you read the sides, give them back to me or shred them mm-hmm. because I don't. we don't want it getting out what the show is about or any of the plot. Mm-hmm. Then I'm yeah. imagining R2-D2 just never gets the script. <laughs> no lines. The only one like not in on it is like. <laughs> There's a person in that one. Is it there? Like the real Star Wars heads also know all the people. They're like, the guy who played Chewie died. It sucks. And I'm like, oh, right. There's a guy in there. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's so funny? Even the video I watched to get ready for this episode, I was like, let me just learn some quick like Darth Vader facts. The guy was like, now, 
I know a lot of you are listening for, you know, cold, hard facts, and I apologize if I can't fit in the entire history. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, people are going to be like, you forgot to mention that he was a Sith or whatever. Like, you it's already like Sith four Sith hours life. long as it is. And yeah. it's like, we just ran out of time. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Okay, so. The Darth away, Vader yes. one I do, I just wanted to say when I mm-hmm. first read the thing, one thing I'm also concerned about is if you do that, I think a lot of people are going to fall in love with you who are in the jury ah! with you. And I think you have to be weary of that, Lizzie. <laughs> if you do that, I think you could get a lot of suitors out of Why, it. Why? Because bu- I'm a butterface? No. You're no. like, they won't see your face, but they'll see your body perfectly. No. Is that what you're saying, Jesse? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought I'd come on air like, today to say. Put the mask back on. <laughs> no, I think they would be like, that's so funny, and you're so—I love Star Wars, and everyone would just fall head over heels Oh, my God. You. So I think that's one thing to be weird. So let me—jury duty is—it's the kind of—it looks like you just pointed to random names. In, in the, I mean, that's what they do. It's sent out completely randomly. Am I not in the phone? Wait, box? no, you might not be in the yellow pages. <laughs> Can okay. everyone see Jesse, or are we just imagining <laughs> that she's here? <laughs> oh my god, God, your guys' imagination's really lacking. So which would you rather do? If you had to go dressed as Ruth Bader Ginsburg or as Darth Vader, which would you rather do? Either one would give me so much anxiety. Um, I think I'd go as Bill Hader. Oh, my God. Because I think I kind of can just dress normal. (laughs) No, I guess if I had to do one of them, I guess guess I'd do Ruth Bader. I would just— I would just dread it. It would be a nightmare for me. Like, are you excited? Right. You. I have the costume. I already have a costume. I have the robe. You have both? My friend, I don't have a Darth Vader costume. So, and then I'm like, what if I go to Party City and all they have is Jar Jar Banks? <laughs> right. Or Jabberwocky or whatever. Right, or the Jabberwocky. <laughs> Wait, so you were called into jury duty. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I, postponed I, I postponed it. Okay. I, so I did it in New York and didn't get picked. Mm. And that was just, so that was just. Um, Why do you think? I mean, I didn't get even interviewed. I didn't even get to the cool part where they um, interview you. Really? I just sat in a big room for an hour or two a day for five days and they would send send us home. I, I don't, it seemed like no trials were even happening. It was a very quiet week in New York, no crime. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, uh, you know what? Have you guys ever seen bull? No. B-U-L-L. Yeah, it's a hard word for me to say for some Wait, reason. Bull. I know. I did not. Okay. <laughs> what is that? It's a TV show that my parents like a lot. And I asked them what it's about. It's like an hour drama on CBS type show or something. And they're like, it's so good. God, we saw the best bull the other night. And I'm like, what is it? And they're like, he's this guy who's like really good at selecting juries. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It ends. The episode ends when they're about to start the cool, exciting trial that right. all other shows are about. Right. And and he has picked the best 12 every time. <laughs> Is it on local cable or it's like a No, it's like a famous show. show. Really? Yeah. It's the <laughs> I kind of find that fascinating. I feel like that's an interesting – because the defense gets to pick – Certain jurors and then the prosecutors. So it's like a blend of people. And but you then, can kill some of the other. You can, right. <laughs> I mean, you can X out some of the others. No. There's some of that going on too, I think. Right. You get a couple of vetoes where you're like, oh. I know that the other side loves this person and I'm going to get them out of there. Oh, so it's almost like Moneyball. Ah. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not super familiar with that movie either. Uh. Oh, oh. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think about, about it in terms of thinking about things so statistically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Do I also act like Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I I wouldn't be able. I think once I'm in there, that would just be disrespect. I mean, the whole thing is disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I really don't want to serve right now. I just uh-huh. feel like my life is not in a place where I, I still I need employment. I'm looking for work. 
the fifteen dollars a day isn't going to cut it. I think that's what it pays. Are you allowed to say what so, you did? You send that man away who beat up a guy for a <laughs> tattoo. Well, here's the crazy <laughs> thing. So they did the whole process, and I think it took days. But then another thing is, my mom was dying. So I had to go into the judge's, like, quarters and tell him, my mom is actually on her deathbed. I need to fly back to Minnesota. And she ended up dying, like, that week. So Oh, it's good. You did that. Yeah, I know. Because it was the kind of thing where it was a long, slow death that I've been dying to talk about on this show. (laughs) (laughs) So did the case go on for days and then you left so it went on even longer? I left before it actually started. So oh, they okay. they spent days picking the jurors and then they, then they were like Elizabeth Cooperman, juror number 1. I wonder if that would have made me the foreman actually. It sounded Shelley said they kind of were sitting there and Someone was like, who wants to be foreman? And she said, I'll do it. Okay. They're like, <laughs> it didn't sound we very need a official. butter face as juror number one. We <laughs> <laughs> need a Star Wars expert. Uh, how about you in the full? <laughs> okay, so those are the two options, Bader or Vader. What would you rather do, Jesse? Mm, well, I think, mm. you know— like, well-behaved women rarely make history, <laughs> so I think it would be good. And I'm just dying to make history. Right. Um, so I, I guess I would go as Ruth Bader. Right. I think I would okay. go as Ruth Bader. Was that an RBG quote? I'm almost positive. Oh, my God. It's, I think that's I think Eleanor Roosevelt. That's the Mandela effect right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, no, RBG I didn't it? say Can that. Can I tell you my fr- favorite Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing? Yeah. And that was all we asked for. I love when she <laughs> says that. She'd be like, and that. Like, she just, her eyes are totally vacant. And then she'll be like, she just wakes up out of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> you're going to have to do the impression at some point it. if you're dressed yeah. as. Right. And then That's you can true. be like. Just kidding, Your Honor. I'll right. be serious now. <laughs> <laughs> I think also dressing I, up as Ruth Bader would allow me to really stand up and deliver some some pieces. I talk about mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but my life, I'm like, I have a podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? <laughs> and what about the braider? I, I want to talk about the braider option. So that's in there because oftentimes you call into jury duty and they say you don't have to report. So you call in every day for a week. Like five different? Are there, there's all different types of? Yes. I found a video. It's called, um, oh, damn. It's called Five Easy Basic Braids. This one, you're definitely not running any sort of kind of perjury or legality issues on the third one. And it's, yeah, just maybe like helping out some. I I only braid the hair of people who want to look like George Washington. (laughs) 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 Right. Um, I think I'm not giving my final vote yet. Okay. Un- unless you want. Right? Mm. But um, I just was thinking about it and whether you're like doing an impression, how much are you like brazenly showing up the system of our country? And I think a fun premise is that, it, yeah, it's Halloween. You mm-hmm. knew you had to do this, but you didn't realize how hard this costume was to get in and out of, and you're really annoyed <laughs> that you're in it. They're like, what are you doing in that? And you're like, trust me, I hate it more than you that I'm right. in this. It's got a million snaps down the bag, even <laughs> if it's like the Ruth one that's just clearly a baggy robe. <laughs> you're like, it takes an hour to get out of it. I wish I, I'm so I'm hot. Ruth, I can go. I'm actually wearing weights under this because you know how she works out. I could be like, I'm wearing ankle weights, wrist weights. You can't see that one. <laughs> Do I know how she works out? Is that a famous thing about her? There are all these. She, so she yes. didn't say the well-behaved women thing, but she is wearing arm weights. Wait. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like a, an avid oh, no. exerciser. Was. She had a personal trainer. Was. Oh, Sorry. you're right. No, please. I please, should have let you live you. in, a, oh in just gosh. a moment in time where we thought she was still with us. Didn't you see any of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg? She wore like a purple sweatsuit and. She worked out until the day she died. I'm That's great. The only and I know they're not the same at all, but like I feel like my timeline is just filled with pictures of like Nancy Pelosi being stacked. Like it's never like, oh, look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> working out. It's my timeline oh my or like my feed is always like, look at how big Nancy Pelosi's boobs Wait, are. Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Stacked Wait, in the- <laughs> have you guys not? Is this not on your feet? I've never. I, no. She is. 
the biggest boobs I've ever seen on a politician. Can I tell you? I feel like I have seen that. Like she's hot. Like she yeah. or that. Like she, she has a nice rack. I feel like yeah. I have seen that yes. about Nancy Pelosi. I well, think your your feed is like one of two right. things. Like Ruth Bader Ginsburg works oh out. God. That's why that Nancy guy Pelosi. sat in her desk when he. Uh, yeah. did the insurrection so we could give more room between the chair and the desk he's <laughs> <laughs> trying to do her a favor <laughs> he's like let me fix this I I hope now that my phone is listening and I'll, I'll, I'll circle back if I get a pop up about that in the next week because I haven't I haven't had that I have the dumbest I'm ashamed of mine mine are shameful really? yeah it's all like celebrity gossip oh really but often a, which I don't like buy those magazines or anything but you know we talk about people we kind of know sometimes and right and oh. so it'll be like a lot of that. <laughs> so they think you're some guy in michigan going being like i wonder what talking about someone you yeah. saw like at a theater or something like ron funches was at the <laughs> dynasty typewriter last night and then your phone just exactly yeah it's like this guy loves funches <laughs> right, right. i saw phoebe bridgers at the silver lake reservoir <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. May she rest in peace. May she rest. She had a love peace. story too. She yeah. had a very. I think she was the. Um, I'm gonna say she was the yin in her relationship. What differentiates the yin and the the yin is kind of the the more wants to be cherished for their feelings, and the yang wants to be respected for their thinking. And I think that she had a very supportive kind of husband who took a backseat to her to her work and was wow. very supportive of her. Like a homemaker husband. You know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oprah's guy kind of vibe. Yes, she had a studman for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. I've not seen him around lately. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Yeah, he's probably officiating a wedding and is like, hey, I can be invisible right now. I don't need to be the center of attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the kind of solitary cell of my brain. <laughs> At this wedding... They did my hair beforehand, and I was thinking, God, it's crazy that I've had long hair my whole life, and I don't know how to do anything. Really? And I think that way about makeup, too. Yeah. I don't— Makeup's like a whole world. Yeah. Hair is, I think, a little bit more, like, you put it up, you put it down, or, like, you can go to someone right. to cut it differently. Right. And it is a thing where— If you're a woman— uh-huh. Like, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder what the groom is doing right now. Yeah. Doing coke off a cuff link? Yeah. Where's he at? That's it. That's the smallest amount of coke. He's like, can I please do it off the table? They're like, no, just the cuff link. We had like a full day of someone like curling. Yeah. And I was just yeah. thinking, it would be cool if I knew if I had somewhere to go that I could just like, you know, be an expert braider. That would that would be really cool. Yeah. I also think for your long hair, it would probably be because I've always had kind of shorter hair but like really messy hair and I lose focus and concentration about midway through braiding and you have long hair so I think it would actually be like a really meditative experience if you really dedicated yourself to doing it because I like get impatient almost immediately and have to there is no like braiding do you know the thing where they ask you questions in the very beginning it's called the voir dire voir dire like to tell the truth or whatever a French. That's French. I feel like it should not be a hard R, but I don't dare do the French pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> do you no, know that it's called? <laughs> it's it's time for my voir dire. <laughs> Jump in a silk bathrobe. I thought we were doing a voir dire today. <laughs> Just totally centralize it for the judge. <laughs> be kind of fun, actually. I think you have to do that. <laughs> Shall we move on to the voir dire? Should we move? Yeah. Bader. Would you like to join me? Again, the judges' quarters. <laughs> Bader. I've been in the voir dire. Voir dire. Voir dire. I'm trying to see if it oh, rhymes. Oh, right, right, right. I, I know, know you guys are poets. <laughs> I, yeah, I need to. The rhyming is a prison. The rhyming is a prison. I don't know why I did it. I don't know where it's going. Okay, so before we go, and I feel like you've given the listeners they're called sorcerers because they're crowdsourcing my life. Wow. Okay. I love it. S-O-U. <laughs> I think Darth Vader would too. He would love that pun. <laughs> you know who I think would get a kick out of this? Darth Vader. Our favorite smoker. <laughs> okay. So so your final, what would you tell 
people to vote for, Mike. What's your final vote? Oh, oh I see. We get the sorcerers to vote. <gasps> yeah. I say I think uh, I would encourage a Darth Vader vote. Both because um, of my theory that you're saying you're stuck in this costume and it takes you, you need your your three cousins to help you get out of it and they're not here and all that, and also because we've shown such a lack of knowledge of it that I would be really excited for someone to come up and be like, you know, these are not the drones you want or whatever, and um, and you're like, I don't know what that is, sir, and you're like, they're like, but you took the time to get in this whole right, costume right, right. and you don't know. <laughs> I kind of do love Darth Vader in court also. Yeah. Also, by the way, I found out I'm not in the federal court. I'm in the civil court, which is not murder. It's like child custody. <gasps> oh, yes. It has to be Darth Vader then. You think so? Yeah, an <laughs> arbiter of child custody. <laughs> oh, wow, Darth Vader, right. absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's my vote too. <laughs> you are also voting Vader. I think so. I, yeah. I'm going to say I'm blindsided by this. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Bader or Braider for sure. Really? I it was never in my wildest dreams would I have thought we'd be two Vaders down. Well, I feel is there since it's the first time it's there are three can't Braider happen if you just don't get to go in? Like yeah. why can't that just be like an added thing? That's well, in there because it's hard to Because my producer said no more added things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we go, do you guys have anything coming up that you want people to know about? Um, if this comes out before November 12th, I'm doing um, an hour at the Elysian Theater in L.A. Um, that people should check out. Definitely, Let Langston yeah. Kerman is performing as well. Oh, that'll be awesome. So. I love that. Oh, my God. Okay. I want to go. I heard your last hour was amazing. One of my favorite performers, seriously, which is why I couldn't even say the word favorite. I said favorite. <laughs> I feel the same way. I was just describing your act to my friend Ben last night, and it was it's very fun to describe. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, she oh hauls this huge keyboard in, and then I know she knows how to play, but she's not really playing it. It's just kind of like her elbow is slamming into it. It's pretty great. I love Thank it. You. That's so yeah. nice. Thank you. <laughs> Jesse, what's going on? I have a monthly at the Elysian, but I'm taking the next couple. We're back January. It's the first Sunday of that every month. Very menstrual. So yeah, we're taking. I have a monthly at the Elysian. <laughs> I have a monthly, and boy, <laughs> are the cramps veggies. bad. <laughs> um, I have a monthly, which is every Sunday. Okay. So definitely check that out. And um, go see be. Joy's Bed and Breakfast. It's so funny. It's so great. Thank you guys. And I'm gonna be. Um, I don't know if this is what you mean by plugging, but. I'm gonna, me and Kate Banford wrote a short film and we have like a production team and we're really excited about it, but we're gonna be doing like a ton of fundraising shows in December to try and get like some of it. Okay, well, it so subscribe to the Patreon first, yeah. then go to their show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if we can do this, but my Venmo is. <laughs> I'm not getting someone's done that before. That's Are you so serious? Funny. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that's popular now to be like, oh, yeah. Just in case money falls from the sky. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like that's all we can do right. now. I give out my credit card are. number. Right. And it works against me. Why? This was us. so fun. Thank I you. I can't even great. believe it. I, I'm so curious to see how they vote. Thank you so much to my incredible guests, Mike O'Brien and Jesse Morner Ritt. And now let's peek into the future. I'm going to draw cards for all three options. First, Bader. Ooh, okay. Eight of Wands, growth, travel. Ruth is going to be traveling to the courtroom every single day. This could be a learning experience. Um, it's not bad. It's kind of clear skies for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay, now let's see Vader. Ooh, Queen of Pentacles. Okay, these are both weirdly positive. This could represent some kind of financial security. Perhaps I get more work as a Darth Vader impersonator, perhaps as a harmonica player, but this really represents financial security. Maybe I'll even get a raise. Maybe I'll be bumped up to attorney. Okay, and now Braider. Ooh, temperance. I actually love this for Braider. One foot on shore and what in sea. This is really about balance and there's kind of like a divinity to it. So this could actually be 
pretty meditative for me. Perhaps something in these twists creates a sense of moderation. Also, if you want a tarot reading, go to my website and under readings, you can book one, send me a message. If you want a gift for the holidays, some people are starting to purchase those and I'm really excited about it and I'm I'm flexible in terms of coordinating um, the delivery of the gift and all of that. So go to my website if you want a tarot reading. Again, the Patreon is on the website. It's also in my Instagram bio. And this week, um, Thursday night, I'm doing Love It or Leave It. Oh, that's tonight if you're listening, on Thursday at Dynasty Typewriter Theater. I'm super excited to be on this show and then it's gonna come out as a podcast. Sorcerers, before we go, I ask you to dig deep within yourself. Bader, Vader, or Braider, the choice is eternally in your hands. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.